0: by every measure season two is supported by the argosy foundation
1: hey this is tarik moody program director of hyphen and this is by every measure season two a podcast from radio milwaukee part of the npr podcast network we're back creating a safe space for black voices to be heard and our experiences validated we understand the deep impact of systemic racism and how it continues to affect our lives in ways that many people outside of our community cannot comprehend while some of the country are trying to stop these conversations from happening, we believe having them is very important and will lead to a better, more inclusive world for all. Because you can't have American history without black history. On this episode. And so
2: you have things that are happening now that didn't happen, say 50, little over 50 years ago. As those jobs went away, black people began to recognize that they weren't welcome in certain places in Metro Milwaukee.
1: This season on By Every Measure, we're covering a few topics like black birth outcomes, critical race theory, and the overarching theme of black resilience. We also have a new voice joining us for this season Kim Shine of Hyphen. Hi, Kim.
0: Hey Tariq, it is great to be with you both uh, this season. I will be bringing some interviews and discussion to the podcast along with our co-host, Reggie Jackson. He joined us back in season one, which was in 2020. So we'll take a deeper look this time at a few of the topics we covered then, but also as you both know, a lot has changed.
1: Yeah, that definitely a lot has changed here at Radio Milwaukee. Back on Juneteenth of last year, Radio Milwaukee launched an urban alternative station called Hyphen. It's not only focused on black music, but black culture. And just like 88.9 is made up of a team of Milwaukee-based creatives, and I'm the program director, which means I lead the talented team, which also means I have an interest in attracting and retaining black talent right here in Milwaukee. This isn't just a black issue or a hyphen issue we think it's important for all of Milwaukee to care about our Black community thriving and succeeding, even if that's not your experience personally. I picked brain drain basically because back in 2020 during the pandemic, before Hyphen, I was looking at another job going back to Atlanta, to be honest with you. I was, you know, sitting at home, isolated, and, you know, thinking about why am I here? You know, yeah, I had a great job, but Am, am I being fulfilled? You know, pandemic gets you time to really think about your career, your personal life. And, you know, I was, I was missing the land. I was missing bigger cities with more diverse culture, more opportunities to do creative things. And it was like, I, I invested so much of my time and I was willing to just give it up like that and leave. Yeah, yeah.
0: I felt the same because I've lived here twice, and I always am amazed at how the universe has brought me to Milwaukee yet again. (laughs) I'm like, what are the lessons you're trying to teach me, world? What do I need to know? Because both times that I've been here, creatively, it's been a struggle. Professionally, it's been great. Like, I definitely will say that Milwaukee has, in the the media and, and news world, I've definitely grown and been stretched a lot, and that's been wonderful. But personally, and creatively, it, I don't know. It's, I, I, it's like I, I feel like I'm kind of wilting. Both yeah. times, I just feel like I'm wilting. As I with the on. professional.
1: Like, I had a discussion. One thing about great about city is like, I could do some cool stuff here. Not a lot of barriers. Like, I can talk. I can go talk to the mayor and all this stuff. But <laughs> then it's exhausting when you're trying to fulfill your creative. Outlet to keep doing it, trying to create spaces for yourself when there's no other spaces here, it gets exhausting. If you remember back in season one, our co host Reggie Jackson really guided us on the history of systemic racism by various topics. We're bringing him back for season two to discuss some of these other topics. But we want to talk about kind of that, like, how do we get here when it comes to the black brain drain? We, we talked to Reggie Jackson about the great migration that brought a lot of black people here. But there's been recently a reverse migration. We want to talk to him about the history and and, and why is it changing.
2: And so the black population in Milwaukee grew very rapidly, from only 7,500 people in 1940 to 21,000 by 1950, 62,000 by 1960 and over 105,000 by 1970. So from 1940 to 1970, we had the largest growth in black population mm. of any city in the country, and that was because there were good jobs here, family-supporting wage jobs. Black people were doing really, really well in 1970. We had, the, the I think, the sixth median family income for blacks in the country. Mm. So people started to hear about Milwaukee, like, oh, this is a good place. But what ends up happening is those jobs that brought black people to Milwaukee, Those manufacturing jobs started to go away, as they did around the country. But black people in Milwaukee depended on them more than they did in any other places, and much more so the black community depended on those jobs more than any other community in Milwaukee.
1: At this time, 43% of black people worked in blue-collar jobs, and more than half of Milwaukee's black men, Reggie says, depended on these jobs to support their families. And so when those jobs started to
2: go away and were replaced by service sector jobs that didn't pay as much, you know, the standard of living shifted. Everything changed in Milwaukee for the black community. And to me, that's one of the, the keys. Milwaukee does not have stable neighborhoods anymore. People are constantly moving around. And I think that young young black people in Milwaukee, young black professionals, are realizing there's a glass ceiling for them. Mm. Lack of opportunity. And they're like, you know, why would I stay here when I could go to Austin, Texas or Atlanta or Washington, D.C., or, you know, some other place. So they're starting to move back to the south. Not just from Milwaukee, but from Chicago, Detroit, yeah, Minneapolis. Chicago is
1: losing most of it. Like Chicago is like, it's like a big brain drain in Chicago. Yeah, it's been huge. So who's responsible? Like, I feel like Milwaukee's doing a great job retaining white talent, young white talent. But well, they, they start
2: to actively recruit. The city yeah. of Milwaukee mm-hmm. leadership decide to actively recruit, you know, young white professionals mm-hmm. to the city, you know, People outside of Milwaukee don't think about this, but I know it from living in other places that people don't know anything about Milwaukee. You know, tell people I was from Milwaukee, like, they have black people in Milwaukee. Yeah, they, I still yeah. get
1: that. I still get that to this day. And, you know,
2: the only thing people knew about Milwaukee back then was, you know, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, no black characters. And then you, you move forward in time to that 70s show, no black characters. Mm-hmm. So they don't even notice black people here. And what ends up happening is that, you know, we have a very large black population in Milwaukee. Once they see other places, they're like, Hmm, maybe that place is better mm-hmm. than Milwaukee. Right?
1: Yeah, I've taken my girlfriend, my partner down to Atlanta first time. She's like, I might move here. <laughs> like she's born and raised here. Mm-hmm. She she was so surprised about the diversity of black people down there. But
0: uh Well when I talk to young professionals here, kind of in the thirties and forty year old age age range. Um, one of the biggest things they say, it's culture, it's leadership, and it's outdated thinking, especially when it comes to leadership. I mean, now, I, I guess I'm a boomerang when it comes to Milwaukee. I'm not from here. i from Chicago. We'll always rep Chicago, um, regardless <laughs> of how people feel about the two cities. But um, when you do come here, it is a different feel. And I don't, I don't know how to define that. But it is, it is just a, an, an eerie feeling, an outdated feeling. And you know that Milwaukee is trying to compete. But I do agree with my compatriots when they say, you can't really find a lot of black culture here because it's kind of new and it's still getting its footing. But they do appreciate the fact that we have younger black leaders. And those folks are trying to come in and change how Milwaukee is seen. But that progress... Is slow, and it has been slow, and we're just now getting these black folks in leadership. And are they being trusted? And how do we build that community so that folks know that, yes, there are black people here, there are young black people here, and they actually want to make this city successful?
2: Yeah, you know, that's a goal that a lot of people have that are young. Like, you know, we want this to be a great place to live. Unfortunately, you know, Milwaukee built some great black cultural institutions, you know, over a long period of time. But those institutions, you know, just weren't supported financially because black people just simply started to see attacks on those. Like, the you know, the old Bronzeville neighborhood, the black business district on Walnut Street, thriving black business district. We had the highest black per capita business ownership rate in the country in 1950. A lot of successful black businesses from, you know, doctors and dentists' offices, CPAs, you know, tailor shops, car washes, restaurants, nightclubs, we would call the Harlem of the Midwest. But when the urban renewal programs of the nineteen fifties wiped out everything on Walnut Street. From third through tenth they bulldozed everything. Mm. So that destroyed about half of the black owned businesses in Milwaukee. And we've never fully recovered. So not only those businesses, but, you know, that was kind of the glue of the community. A lot of cultural institutions that, you know, those things kinda went away and we've never had the ability to rebuild those. And we've been trying, but it's really, really been difficult. And so when people say, you know, there's no culture for young black people in Milwaukee, part of it is that We, you know, we had those things, but we lost them. And it's really, really hard to build something back up that you have lost.
1: So what is culture? How do you define it? Is this culture? Coming up next, we'll sit down with the Milwaukee Native musical duo, Sister Strings. Is there a ceiling? For young Black creators in Milwaukee.
3: Oh, that's a big question.
1: Uh oh. Sister Shanti and Monique Ross explain how they found success after leaving Milwaukee, and whether it would happen for them if they stayed. Next on By Every Measure.
0: Thanks for listening to the second season of By Every Measure. If you'd like to continue the conversation, we encourage you to join our By Every Measure discussion group on Radio Milwaukee's Facebook page. Each week, we're opening a dialogue on the episode's topics with daily conversation prompts and a weekly virtual meetup to discuss responses and navigate the community conversations collectively. You can find the group at facebook.com slash radiomilwaukee.
1: No time to rest at all. This is a musical duo from Milwaukee. They're sisters. They play violin and cello. They're called sister strings. Just under two years ago, they moved away from Milwaukee to Nashville and fell into the scene almost instantaneously, They met up with American Roots artist Allison Russell. They bonded as black women and as performers. Sister Strings joined Russell's band and soon would make their national TV debut on Jimmy Kimmel. Then less than a month later, they played the Grammy Awards with Russell in April of 2022. They only continued to ascend from there throughout 2022, playing Ellen. Austin City Limits. meeting Brandy Carlisle and joining up with their band. Soon after, they played on Saturday Night Live. even showed up on NPR's Tiny Desk. They even appeared on stage with Joni Mitchell at her surprise performance at the Newport Folk Festival in 2022. Then one year later, at the next Grammy ceremony, they made an impact again. Getting a name drop during Brandon Carlisle's acceptance speech. I wanna
0: thank, look at my hands are shaking, uh, Shooter Jennings, Dave Cobb, Greg Nadell, everybody at Electra, our managers, Will Botwin and Carolyn Snell, Asha and Carlo, our publicists, and our band, uh, Matt Chamberlain, Chris
4: Powell, Sister Strings, Kylie King, Josh Newman.
1: Rob so, why did you decide to leave Milwaukee?
4: It was time. Um, I feel like we had, I mean, we love the music scene here and we have been working and grinding in Milwaukee. And then it was just like, what can we do outside of this? We want to expand it and uh, see what will happen.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, this is Shanti, the Shanti one now. Um, I think that it's important for everybody at some point to leave your hometown it can become I think for us we were getting like kind of comfortable Mm -hmm. and complacent and like moving made us kind of grind harder and explore new opportunities and new sounds and different things that we weren't doing at home but I would encourage like everybody at some point to like expand for a second because then you can come back home stronger if that's what you want to do or anything like that but I think just the pushing aspect um, was necessary for us
1: Do you feel like if you stayed in Milwaukee, the things that happened to you now would have happened?
4: Absolutely not. Because, well, honestly, we didn't have those opportunities uh, um, just even like meeting people. Um, It's like once we moved, uh, Shanti can attest, uh, we actually started getting calls for gigs in Chicago. And I'm like, we were in Milwaukee always reaching out Uh to always trying like we're next door, you know. And it's like, once we moved, because of the connections we made from moving, we were able to have these opportunities.
1: What do you think the systems in Milwaukee, the -hmm. institutions, whether it's the radio stations, the art institutions, the venues, companies, whatever it is, because Nashville has it, other cities have it. But what is it you think that for Milwaukee to take the city to the next level Whereas a lot more opportunities for creatives to grow beyond Milwaukee and stay here and still do what you did to some extent.
4: Um, I feel like definitely a start with, I mean, honestly, a lot of things come down to money. Artists are able to create and, and focus on that when they are able to pay their bills for their art. If you, and if you're worrying about, bills and doing your other job and stuff like that you're not necessarily in in a space to create because you're focusing on so many other things um so definitely pay your paying artists paying artists
1: real money she says in nashville music is seen as a more valuable and respected profession and the artists there are able to support and sustain their families by playing music here she says that just wasn't the case
4: Hey, this is my first year my child can do extracurricular activities. She's in vocal lessons. She's in guitar lessons. She's going to start tumbling. I couldn't pay for those things before, and now I can. You know, like, it it changes everything.
1: Again, I said this episode about black brain drainers. I've seen a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs, professionals, creatives, go to L.A., Atlanta, Charlotte, wherever, to leave in Milwaukee, right? And there was a report, um, take it with a grain of salt. I can't remember it was, like, the top creative cities, top cities for creatives, um, Atlanta was number one. I think Nashville is up there. Milwaukee is ranked 106. Wow. Um, I guess the question is, like, it's kind of, I guess, it, you see these memes and stuff, don't leave Milwaukee, you got to stay and fix it, blah, blah, blah. You, your first question is, your first statement says you got to leave.
3: Yeah. But that's everybody. <laughs> Every, not just, I think that's everybody, whether you're from, if you live in L.A. and you've just been there all your life, leave, go somewhere else, like it doesn't matter. I think that's a general thing, just as generally as I could say to a group of human people that are also different. But, you know, that push element, I think.
1: I guess the problem when people leave, I guess a lot of people don't come back. A lot
3: of people don't come back, yeah.
1: So what do you say to that? Are you, let's, let's back up. Do you want to come back? Or are you...
3: I don't think I don't think I would move back to Milwaukee I know I have roots here I hopefully at some point in my life will like own property here and like I'm always invested in the scene of Milwaukee's art scene and all that I always sister strings will always uh, Milwaukee will always be on our mm-hmm. like tour schedule 100 um, percent we represent Milwaukee when we're out we are from Milwaukee Milwaukee made us that's who we are it's part of of who we are and how we could even. Like, do these things. So we definitely didn't, like, leave and be like, oh, try to, like, poop on Milwaukee by any <laughs> means. We love Milwaukee. And so, uh, yeah, some some folks' relationships with their with, with the city are definitely different. But we, we love Milwaukee. It, it's definitely added some grit so that pe- we needed.
1: Because, you know, if you don't come back and there's a drain, the opportunity, there will never be opportunity, right? We need that talent. How do we get that talent? How do we keep that talent? And and your perspective as a creator.
4: Milwaukee has the talent. Milwaukee has so much talent. Like, it's insane how much talent. I mean, I I think it's just, like, we are literally always speaking on that. We're always speaking on that talent. I think for people who leave, like, obviously, when we do our full-length album, we're going to definitely have some friends in Milwaukee featured on that album. Um, So I think it's literally not forgetting your roots and, and bringing people along that you're just like, like, yeah, we work together, that's amazing. Like there's freakishly talented people because it's not that the talent's not there, it's there. It's just that people need to see that talent.
1: You can hear, they have a complicated relationship with the city. While they continue to rep it and want to stay connected, they're not coming back and that kind of stings. But this next artist is taking the opposite approach. He is moving back to Milwaukee after living in Los Angeles.
5: My name is Emmett James. I like to tell people I do hip-hop jazz. Um, And then outside of that, I do a lot of multimedia stuff with uh, film and merchandise. So Emmett, you have
1: an interesting story. So you're a Milwaukee native, you moved to L.A. So tell me, why did you decide to move to L.A.? What was the inspiration of moving to L.A.?
5: So Milwaukee was great. I did a lot of uh, stuff with Stillwaters Collective. I did mm-hmm. a lot of uh, spoken word stuff for Dasha Kelly and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, it was great in that sense. I just think that the, at least my perspective at the time was that the, the city was – what I wanted to do was not enough here. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt. So what did L.A.
1: offer you as a creative that Milwaukee didn't?
5: Um, see, what I didn't know that I know now at the time, I think a lot of times people – Us people from uh, smaller cities, even if they're big, smaller cities, sometimes we romanticize larger cities and we think that it, for lack of better words, we think the grass is greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. And and there's some dope stuff happening in uh, Los Angeles. But I think that um, if we if we kind of create where we are and whatever it is that we think is somewhere else even if we create it here ourselves I think it will be dope but to answer your question um, bigger city uh, warmer weather and in my mind and I think on some level this is true uh, more opportunities to just sometimes just be in LA you bump into opportunities just because that's where the industry is so if you want to do music especially film or TV um, there's just a plethora of those opportunities there
1: and you're you're, you're you're planning to come back to Milwaukee, is that
5: right? Yes. I'm currently uh, relocating at the moment to Milwaukee. So why do
1: why you want to come back to Milwaukee?
5: Uh, for the last two years, I've been uh, doing music in L.A. Um, full time on a very independent mm-hmm. level. So selling merch, doing graphic design on the side. And I did a ton of shows last year, um, maybe like upwards 80 shows in 13 cities, just on an independent level. And I was doing the math. Uh, My girlfriend and I, we were just like, we should go somewhere that's less expensive, even if just for 12 months, see what happens. The top place uh, was Milwaukee because I'm from here. I get to be around my family more. And the more and more I visit and tour, um, Milwaukee, there's a lot of dope stuff happening here art-wise that sometimes gets overshadowed due to, like, lack of marketing sometimes. Um, Like Arts at Large, they have a really cool residency Mm -hmm. over there, three-month artist residency. That my homie just did. And it was, I was like, this is dope. How come there's a group of my friends who don't even know he did it? And I'm mm-hmm. just like, so, um, but yeah, that's why. On,
1: on that note, you talk about lack of marketing. Um, I had a question I put on social media, no one answered on LinkedIn. I guess they were scared to answer. Yeah. Uh, as far as black creatives here, do you think Milwaukee, there's a ceiling to be a, a black creative in Milwaukee? That, that you'll get to a point and you can't go any further?
5: I I it's, uh, I got I think so, yes and no. I think that's part of the reason why uh, I left. I think there's a ceiling here in general. What I tend to think is what happens is you'll, you'll um, get a name or get a buzz, and then when that goes, that kind of usually um, boosts you to Chicago. And then when Chicago becomes, Chicago's a bigger city, so the ceiling is much higher. Mm. So... I kind of see it that way, but um, I think that can be true. I just think it's a perspective thing. I think that if if you walk around and you tell yourself or in your mind you, there's nothing here, or you, I, then I think that'll be your reality.
1: You talk about some great talent. There's great talent here, obviously. I feel like they're not getting their flowers, as you know. You see, the duo Sister Strings just blowing up. Yeah, yeah. can love, Nashville media just loving them. They didn't get the same love here, Yeah. right? So, what do What are your hopes of? What What are your hopes, uh, moving back? What do you want? What is your ultimate dream?
5: I I want to be around my family more consistently, and then I want to have uh, contribute to the scene here on the, in a more hands on way, not mm. just hey, I'm playing this show, pop out. Now I get to be a part of the. Uh, community i'm mm-hmm. hoping to get that arts at large residency i'm hoping to put on more shows i'm hoping to uh to help other artists out and bringing a, a new perspective to to doing stuff here
1: i feel like the missing element is the institutions yeah. of milwaukee to like champion it yeah. right like i say i always say that like i live in nine cities is just as talented or more talented than other cities, like even Atlanta. yeah. But Atlanta institutions give them their flowers, right? The media yeah. props them up. Atlanta Hawks will put Atlanta artists yeah, yeah. on their theme song. So, yeah, doing even stuff right, like that. Like that yeah. right? Stone Store reps L.A., right? You know, I think the talent's here. I feel like the talent's not getting invested in it. I feel like that's, yeah. that's my perception.
5: Do you think there's other genres that they do do it for?
1: I feel... I feel there's more love for other genres. Gotcha. You look at the bookings, you look at like the different venues, you know, you can see where the, you know, a city that's 40% black, 20% Latino, definitely the bookings do not represent that. Right. The coverage does not represent that. Yeah. Right. You know, the artists that come here don't represent the population.
5: Mm.
1: So I see it from the institutional side. I see their talent here, but I see the frustration I see both sides being you know looking and i see people who are trying to make milwaukee kind of this place yeah i see people who are just like you know what i've given my all i'm done i'm going somewhere where i can feel a fit in i think that's why people go to say like nashville atlanta was uh, a black creative scene yeah that scene. they feel supported
5: right no yeah it's funny because i'm i'm on we're here on the way here, like talking to people, like months out on my plan, it was fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. I had some people, why are you coming back? It's violent. <laughs> or why are you coming back? You in L.A. It doesn't make sense. And then other people were like, this is a great time to come back. There's mm-hmm. there's so much dope yeah. stuff happening. So like, I live in the. I'm kind of like in both the worlds. And so, um, hopefully more of the the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you out and you throw a quarter in that joint and this come on. I'm from the Midwest, you already know how I
1: get down. Well, that was Emmett James. I really appreciate his energy. We want people in power and access not to only invest in creatives like Emmett James, but support him and inspire him to stay and inspire others to make a difference.
0: We're going to continue this conversation in episode two, where we bring in folks from Social X and also from
1: Fuel Milwaukee. Subscribe, rate, and review... And don't forget, if you haven't listened to season one or you need a refresher, make sure you check out season one of By Every Measure. And this is By Every Measure season two from Radio Milwaukee, part of the NPR
5: podcast network. By Every Measure season two is hosted by Tariq Moody and Reggie Jackson, as well as contributor Kim Shine. I'm Nate Imig, executive producer for the podcast, which is mixed and edited by Kiri Salinas with segment producing by Salam Fatayer. Mallory Wallace and DJ Brewer manage our community engagement and our Facebook discussion group, while Sarah Lahr leads our marketing team of Dan Reiner and Aaron Bagada. Brett Kraskowski is Radio Milwaukee's web editor, and Maxie Jackson is Radio Milwaukee's executive director. Thanks most of all to our members for making this and all content from Radio Milwaukee possible. Radio Milwaukee is hyphen 414music.fm and 889 in Milwaukee. By Every Measure Season 2 is an original podcast production of Radio Milwaukee, part of the NPR Podcast Network.